Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. We have with us today Ken Fletcher. Ken is a co-host of the new reality show on PureFlex called Rebuild and Restore. Ken, thank you for joining us today. Kevin, great to be here. Well, Ken, uh, I've known you for many years. We were just kind of talking about this before we got started. Oh, uh, it's been, what's it been? It's been like 35, 40 yeah. 40 years? Yeah, yeah, I think getting close to 40. Yeah, that's hard to believe. You know, I just remember you in middle school and basketball player, and we sit down and and have some good uh, spiritual conversations around the uh, lunchroom table uh, at middle school. It was a great time together. That was, and uh, back then I had black hair, if you remember. You did. (laughs) And I had more hair. (laughs) Yeah, Ken. Well, let's uh, let's since everybody doesn't know you like I do, so let's just kind of tell you a little bit. Do you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I was born and raised up in East Tennessee, and uh, came to Christ when I was in fifth grade. And at that time, I was I had enough understanding and biblical teaching in my life that I knew that I was not my own, and that Christ had given His life for me. And as a Christ follower. I basically gave my life to him and I was serious about my commitment and I sort of presented myself to Christ as a living sacrifice at an early age and like, God, here I am. Use me. I'm yours. Use me for your glory. Well, I know that you're married and you have several kids, right? Yeah, we have five children, actually. And so they look more like you or your wife. (laughs) <laughs> That's a go. It's you know what? They're pretty much a mixture. They really are. There's there's not anyone that's like, oh, my goodness, they yeah. look so much like you or the other. So uh, it's a good mix. Uh, they're from ages of 26 to 18. Wow. My youngest just went into the Marine Corps and uh, has just finished boot camp and infantry training. And he loved boot camp. He's the only person I know that loved Marine boot camp. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, show. Uh, the show is uh, airing right now. It's your, you said you have your third episode right now. That's that's yes. uh, viewing on uh, PureFlex, and the show is called Rebuild and Restore. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, back in 2017, I started working for PureFlex, and uh, they started the streaming service in uh, 2015. So it had been around for a few years at that point. And uh, the membership has grown right now. It's over 600,000 households that are subscribing to PureFlix. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely the largest of all the Christian streaming services out there. So I started working for them. PureFlix, we were looking at content. How do we grow this more and more and more? How do we make it better? How do we make it to where it encourages people in their Christian faith? How do we make the streaming service to where it reinforces biblical principles, but also entertaining? So in thinking about that, I was I was looking at the content that we had on our streaming service, and I was of the opinion some consultants had mentioned HGTV 
Now, that is such a trend in things. And I said, you know what? My brother and I have flipped several houses and I've got a little construction experience. I'm an employee at PureFlix. You know what? I think we could do a reality TV show and PureFlix could have their own HGTV type show, home fix it show. Yeah. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, Kevin, I was actually woke up one Sunday morning. And I was thinking about that. And then I'm like, how do you make an HGTV repairing a house show? How do you make it, quote, Christian? Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with flipping a house for profit. Not a bit of problem with that in the world. But how would we make it where it would really encourage someone's faith? Mm -hmm. And so that's when I said, you know what? Why don't we base this on James 127, where it says pure religion is to visit the orphan and the widow in their affliction? I said, let's limit this to the people that we help the properties we work on are limited to widows with children still in the home. And we thought we would drill down hard on James 1.27. And the more we thought about it, it seems like widows are sort of neglected in our culture today. People just don't pay attention to them. Well, and they're struggling. They are uh, on their own. Uh, some of them are working two or three jobs trying to support their kids. And yeah. It, it's, it is sad that, uh, you know, I interview a lot of people over the years of doing camp work and uh, dealing, uh, when I interview teenagers, that the, uh, the father is not even in the picture. And they, get, yeah. they have a stepfather and their birth father, they don't have a good relationship with or they don't care anything about. So it's sad. And, and yeah. of course, that just shows a broken family. But as far as the mother trying to take care of the household and, and take care of uh, things, you know, property, especially, they're just trying to, yeah. to oh. pay their bills and put food on the table, right? Yeah, they're in survival mode. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, they get the news. Their husband's passed away. Huge emotional shock. Huge sense of loss. Then you have to the old funeral arrangements and then all of that everyone coming in, all the calls, all the visitors, you're in a 72 uh, to 100 hour blitz, you know, with all the funeral and all that. And then then everyone leaves. Then the mother, the widow is there with her children. And now she has to do all her mom duties. And then she has to figure out the dad duties and all the stuff. It's just a really difficult time. Well, and the things like there's a broken sink you know, or, oh, yeah. or, you know, there's a, a piece of trim that's coming off the door mm -hmm. or those simple things that can be overwhelming and they can mount up and, yes. and really make living a home stressful environment. Can't they? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I, I think about it just around my house. It's like, Oh, you know, the honeydew list, we've all heard of the honeydew list. Right. Well, what if, what if you have a honeydew list, but you don't have a honey to take care of those things. So they do mount up. And they are real. And then your property starts getting in decline and different things that way. Well, so when you started, you, you told me about your idea, how this all kind of came about. Now, you got ready to start your show. And I read some things about all the things that started happening. It sounded like Satan was kind of uh, in oh, yeah. uh, going overtime to try to, to discourage you guys. Kind of talk about a little bit about that. Oh, man, it was. Uh, you know, th Kevin, this has been one of the most rewarding things I've ever done but one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Hmm. It was extreme physical exhaustion, but yet 
a spiritual encounter or spiritual just experience that like none other. I think so much of our Christianity is between our ears and boy, by living out these scriptural principles of when you help the least of these, you've done it unto me, you know, James 1 27, the helping the widow and the orphan, all that, it really was super special. But I will say that probably we did not realize the spiritual sort of warfare is the best way to describe it. You know, making a TV show, you are definitely uh, charging the gates of hell when when you start coming towards the entertainment industry. And that's one of Satan's strongholds in our culture. And even our little show (laughs) seemed like we're coming after. We had uh, the producer of the show. uh, Steve Graham was having health problems. So on Carla's basement build out, the final day of the shoot, the most important day where we're trying to wrap up everything, get the interviews, get the reveal done, all that. He like calls me and I'm like, Steve, do not come here. You will die. His blood pressure was up close to 200 and he was having trouble breathing. He's like, Ken, I'm coming. I'm just, I just can't get it. You know, I'm like, Steve, do not come. Do not come. And, and the month before that, while we're in the middle of Carla's show, it uh, was Christmas. And Rob and his wife, Jennifer, went on a trip to Orlando. He had to go to the emergency room and got there. And they found out he had sclerosis of the liver. And he's not a drinker. His liver, he's like needs a transplant in the next couple of years. And we, we found out that in that same episode was episode three. We had some family situations at our house. We were off. And after doing one of the the episodes, we went away for some rest and relaxation. It's rebuild, restore, regroup. (laughs) And and so while we were off regrouping, we drove 12 hours to Naples. And then we get a phone call. Our son had been bit by a copperhead. Oh. And we had to drive 12 hours back. It's like you are not going to get to restore any of yourselves personally you know, just things like that going on. And Shannon's husband, I invited Shannon to be a part of the show. She's well recognized with her role in Facing the Giants, Order of Rights, Song of the Tree Frogs, a bunch of other films. So I thought having Shannon on would be a smart move. And I mentioned it to her. She was working with me at Pure Flix at the time. She's like, I would love to do this show. Doing this for widows will be so special. And that was in February and March, her husband goes to the doctor. He's diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, wow. And so by the time we finish episode one, two, and three, Shannon is progressing. And before we finish episode three, Jimmy passes away. Oh, wow. In 11 months, he dies from Lou Gehrig's disease. So when you talk about all this stuff coming against us, yeah. It, it really was. We were asking people to pray for us. And yeah. we just felt like though the show was important, that we needed to persist and get this thing out there. Well, and you faced some things and you had some eye issues, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I had a detached retina in episode three. Wow. <laughs> so Rob's liver, Steve's blood pressure, Shannon's husband dies, and my uh, detached retina, it actually shut me down for a month. Wow. In the episode, it says, and a few days later, you know, <laughs> back on the job. Well, it was 30 days later. 
Well, now tell me the show. I mean, tell me kind of like your concept of how, when you're, uh, how you choose the people who are, uh, that you're doing the uh, uh, restore, rebuild, working on the yeah. homes, uh, uh, and the kind of the process that you do. I noticed as, as I watched the first show is that there was more than just dealing with their house and, uh, and do some physical building there, but also there is this emotional and mm-hmm. psychological rebuilding too, right? Yeah, so we teamed up with Widow Strong, Michelle Perimsky. She is a widow herself. She's been a widow, I think, for about 15 years. She took the insurance money and developed a biblically-based curriculum. And uh, what she found out, most churches have like a six-week grief class. And you know what? Most churches have nothing. And uh, she said six weeks is nothing, is nothing for a widow. And so she has actually a one-year curriculum to sort of help these widows work through the grief process from a biblical standpoint. And so Michelle is part of the show and uh, we use her to come in and talk to the widows. And uh, so she does that. She helps them in their grief process and we get each of the widows plugged in with widow strong. So after the show is over, they have a support group. Wow. That's awesome. So, so your show, how long does it take to, and I know it probably varies, but uh, you spend uh, how much time or you hope to spend how much time at the property itself? Is it like a couple of weeks, 30 <laughs> days? What? Well, they, um, it grew. So we have them in reverse order because mm-hmm. you get better as you do these things. Right. So the first show is actually the third. The second show is the second. And the first show is the third one we shot. So the first show we did, we did in seven hours. Wow. We got there. We had about 35 people. Most of them were Pure Flix subscribers. And they came. Lena, her husband died. He died two weeks after they moved into their new house. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, she gave birth to their third child. Oh, wow. She said their mattress was still on the floor. They haven't even set up their bed yet. Wow. They, they still had boxes. And mm-hmm. he passes away. She gives birth to their third child. Lena, the inside of her house was so cute, but the outside was totally neglected. Mm -hmm. She has three kids under four Mm -hmm. and it was 11 months later and the outside of her house looked horrible. The the yard, she couldn't get the grass to grow. She had erosion on this hillside next to her house. And uh, the people before had cut down a bunch of trees. There were tree stumps all over her yard Mm -hmm. and she just could not, she couldn't do anything with it. So we started helping Lena. And so we brought in 2000 pounds of landscape rock. We brought in 20 yards of mulch. Hmm. We built a 50 foot retaining wall. We put in a path going around the side of her house with huge flagstone with gravel filled in around to take care of the water issue and just make that practical. She had a privacy fence and we stained it and it looked like a brand new fence. And we put in shrubs on the hillside above the retaining wall where she was having all the erosion. We took care of that. We made the property look incredible. I would say it added $50,000 in value to her property. And it was all volunteer help and about $12,000 in materials. So there was a multiplying effect there with, with what was being done. So you spent seven hours, but then also you provided a way for her to continue to have support for the next year. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and for years to come. She's not out of Widow Strong at the end of one year, but these women will fellowship together. They have podcasts together. They have some retreats and they, they just support and love on each other because yeah. no one can really understand what you're going through and unless you're going through it. How do you get the funds to help support? Now, does, uh, does the owner uh, of the house uh, give a little bit of extra funds? Do you get all that donated? Where does those funds come from? Yeah, every single project so far has been 100% donations. So I was working with PureFlix, and part of my job was fundraising. And one of the things I thought about the show, we were, we were moving from for-profit to non-profit. And my thought was, we need to connect with the PureFlix subscriber where they understand PureFlix's ministry. And so by doing this, helping a widow, it was a very practical way. I'd say, listen, we're going to help this widow. They've lost their dad. There's three kids. We're going to come in and redo their yard. Would you be willing to donate to that? Mm -hmm. And people are like, absolutely. I went around to vendors and vendors said, we'll give it to you at cost. I'll donate all the mulch. I'll give you the, the retaining wall at my cost and I'll deliver it for free. There were people in the community. We had a landscape nursery. They're like, we'll donate all the plants. Hmm. You go out there to the greenhouses and you pick out what you want. So it, it was neat seeing the community come together. Is it mostly in Atlanta area or how far yeah. did you go? <clears throat> we, we went to Albany on episode two and uh, you were asking the time frame. So hmm. the first one was seven hours. Yeah. The second one was three days. And then the third one we shot was like three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we only shoot for about three days because it's about $10,000 a day. Oh, yeah. To film. We're yeah. using high-end cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're using sound crews uh, with mics. Mm-hmm. And those mics are like $5,000 a piece. And wow. so we hire a couple of sound guys that come in. We mic up and then they, they shoot. Then, like on the, the last episode, Carla's basement build out, I used a GoPro to catch the building in between the first two days of shooting and the last day of shoot where we do the reveal. So they used some GoPro footage in there as well. That kept the cost low, but allowed us to sort of chronologically record what all was going on. So what are you hoping? What, what's your kind of your vision? You know, you didn't produce this show just to, to make money. You, you right. for a reason. What was that besides definitely to, to help widows and the gang community? But what do you think that you would you would hope that the viewers get out of that? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. One, I wanted to be able to create good content for the streaming service. I wanted to explore Christian reality TV, which there's not a lot of that out there. Reality TV has been around for 20, 25 years, but uh, sometimes as Christians, we're sort of slow at adapting and adopting new things. And, uh, and so that was one thing. I wanted to see if there's a market out there for that. The purpose of the show is to raise awareness so people will be more aware of widows who are in their congregations and in their community. That's our goal. That's the purpose of the show. That's what we want the viewer to take away. And, you know, every widow doesn't need to have their yard redone or a basement built out. And not everybody has the skills and capacity to do that. But, Kevin, what if as awareness of a widow, it's like, you know what? She is alone at Thanksgiving. Let's invite her over to the house. She needs someone to take her to the doctor. 
She needs someone for this. She needs someone to come over and sit on the couch and watch TV with her. Whatever. You're just aware of the widow when you're reaching out and trying to minister to them. One is making sure that their needs are taken care of, especially if they got kids in the home. There's situations that happen. There's the the whole thing of auto repair. (laughs) You know, a lot of them just feel that's out of their wheelhouse. They do not feel comfortable. They're afraid that a garage is going to take advantage of them. Right. You know, if there's someone who knows about cars that could come and just be protection for that household. Carla was a pastor's wife uh, who's featured in episode one on Pure Flakes. And she said that being in charge of the women's ministry, she would invite widows over to her house and have a special meeting. And some of the other ladies would come and she would give them a book and a casserole and send them home. And she thought she was so proud of herself for what she did. But then when she became a widow, she realized how long a journey it is for recovery. And she was like, boy, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. So by people watching the show, they'll sort of get to see and hear from widows and sort of what they're going through. That's that's one of the benefits. And I think I've talked to these widows. It's I think us who have not experienced this, we just don't know what to say. And so guess what? We say nothing. We pretend like it didn't happen. We'll talk to them about the weather or football, or we'll talk to them about whatever, but we just don't bring up because it's like, we're not a grief counselor. What if she says something and I don't know what to say. So Hmm. we end up avoiding them or we avoid the subject. But that's where, as a church, we got to be willing to be able to go there and just maybe shed a tear with them. It's okay. Uh, They know you can't bring back their husband. But one thing, one thing we did realize when we started doing this show, it's rebuild and restore. I knew the rebuild part we could do. Mm -hmm. The restore part, I'm like, man, to restore someone after the death of their husband and father. Wow. But you know what, Kevin? This act of kindness that we did for these families mm-hmm. kickstarted their recovery. We normally come in about a year after the death of the husband and their recovery is stagnant. They just don't deal with it. They don't have time to deal with it. Us coming in and interviewing them and talking about the dad and them having to clean out some closets, mm-hmm. them having to put up a Christmas tree when last Christmas he was here and this Christmas he isn't. All these things are catalysts for conversation. And we cannot believe how Rebuild and Restore has kickstarted restoration in the hearts and lives of these families. That was an unexpected blessing from the show. Well, tell me, I know that uh, <clears throat> your wife has been involved in this too, right? Yes. So how has this really impacted both of you, uh, just, just this whole experience? Uh, my wife actually, before the show started, had suffered a concussion from a uh, car accident that she had. Someone T-boned her. And so we started working on this after that. And Heidi is very gifted. She is a completer and an organizer. And so her behind the scene role has been helping with, she asked me on episode two, she's like, I want to be the project manager. I'm like, I'm worried about her from the standpoint of her head. I'm like, Heidi, she's like, no, I want to do this. I want to be the project manager on it. And episode two was 
what we did in episode two is crazy. Hmm. In three days, we redid the yard. We painted the house, the exterior, the interior. We redid the kitchen. We redid the floor. We redid the floor in the family room. We converted the storage shed into a pool house. We redid the whole outside of the property and we assembled a trampoline for the kids. And we did that all in three days. New cabinets, new countertops, new appliance. I mean, it was monumental. And so Heidi, recording donations that came in, she was also keeping log of ordering the materials. What do we need for the pool house? What do we need for the kitchen? What do we need for the front yard? She coordinates the landscape outside more, Mm. and I do more of the interior. Yeah. So I was in charge of the kitchen, the family room, the pool house, where she got some mothers to paint the kids' bedrooms in Melanie's bedroom. And then she worked on the landscape outside. And we had Rehoboth Ministry who came. They're, uh, They're helping individuals with substance abuse, giving them a place that they can recover and encounter Christ. And Rehoboth Ministry came in. Part of their recovery is serving others. They came in and they painted the exterior of the house. Several of the guys were painters and they helped with the demo. They came in and they were part of the work group. Well, I think it's uh, this whole show uh, is I'm excited uh, that you have been a part of this and that uh, uh, and, and of course, Pure Flix is not just anyone in the world can watch this. Oh, absolutely. Subscribe. So it's going to impact millions of lives if, uh, if it yeah. hasn't already. Uh, yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about if, if someone wants to find out more about Pure Flix, about the show, where they, yeah. they go. So if they go to pureflix.com, they can sign up. And basically, you just set up a username and a password. You do that on a computer. And then you go to your TV, pull up the Pure Flix app. If it's not on your TV, you can purchase a Roku or an Amazon Fire Stick, and the PureFlix app will be on those. Hmm. You click on the PureFlix app, you put in your username, your passcode, and boom, you're up and rolling. If, if you're listening and you have uh, Netflix, it's very similar to that, but the best part is it's got uh, family, wholesome movies and shows that all the family, and you don't have to worry about, be concerned about what you're watching. You can have surprises. Con- yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to worry about surprises on, on Pure Flix. And, uh, you know, it, it's sort of like where Christian music was years ago. There's this, some of the shows are definitely better than others, but there's some great shows on there. There's a bunch that have been in theater. There's some of the oldies series. So it's faith and family. So yeah. there's some old, older shows that you would not mind a bit for your kids to watch and some good things there. They actually have a special to where you can sign up for seven days for free. And then if you want to cancel after that, you haven't paid anything. If you do a year subscription, I think it's only like $8 a month. Yeah, it's very inexpensive. I mean, it's, it's about the price of a movie ticket. Well, it's definitely worth uh, subscribing. So, Ken, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very busy. Uh, with a lot of other things going on, especially with uh, your your uh, show. with uh, But I encourage those who are listening uh, to uh, connect with uh, Pure Flix and look for Ken's show, Rebuild and Restore. It's, it's a great show. He's got three episodes, more coming. So we're excited about uh, seeing what God has planned for those shows. And I would also say we have a Rebuild and Restore Facebook page. 
Awesome. So you can go there. And one thing we're seeing positive from the show, Kevin, is we're seeing little rebuild and restore groups pop up. We've got one in East Tennessee and one in Knoxville that their subscribers, they're like, listen, I feel like God can use my talents in construction and in design to help widows and even help Christian ministries that may need someone to do some work around their facilities. That's a blessing. And maybe if you're in East Tennessee and you want to Google it, you probably could find that uh, local group that's getting together, possibly. Yeah, through our Facebook page, if someone wants to to start a group in their community, they can uh, go to the Facebook page, leave us a message there. I will call and get in contact with you and we'll make you official rebuild and restore satellite group. Maybe you get a free t-shirt too. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I do have free t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give them a free t-shirt. Awesome. Well, Ken, thank you for uh, taking time and, and talk with us for a few minutes. Those who are listening to us right now, if you're listening to iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or just follow us. Uh, that will encourage others to re- listen to this great resource. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Ken or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.